Welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast. I'm Michelle V.C. Bockman, Senior Analyst, Lloyd's List Intelligence and Markets Editor of Lloyd's List. My final podcast guest in this special series introducing the seven candidates for the Secretary General's position at the International Maritime Organization is Moin Ahmed, the candidate for Bangladesh. Moin is Special Envoy to the Minister for Shipping for the Government of Bangladesh. Until last April, he was Director General of the International Mobile Satellite Organization. That organization plays a key role in regulating satellite communication for maritime transportation. The Bangladeshi candidate is another well-known face around Albert Embankment, with his marine technical expertise gained over nearly two decades. I began the podcast by asking Moin to tell us more about this background and experience. Uh, thank you, Michelle, and it's a great opportunity for me to be able to participate in this interview. Uh, I'm truly honored that the government of Bangladesh has nominated me for the position of IMO Secretary General. Uh, about myself, uh, I have been uh, I had been a seafarer for uh, uh, about 10 years. Then I joined the shore establishment uh, in the technical department of Bangladesh National Shipping Lines and I served as a technical superintendent. Then I moved to the operations and then commercial. And finally, I was posted in UK as the European regional representative. With that shipping background, when I came to UK, the government of Bangladesh also concurrently gave a responsibility to me to look after the IMO matters. So I used to represent both shipping and IMO. And in that perspective, I attended IMO meetings regularly. And over a period of time, I have been involved in IMO matters, uh, like uh, taking some responsibility as chair of drafting group, correspondence group, and working groups. So that has really gave me an opportunity to be more acquainted with IMO. Uh, before that, of course, I was a student of the World Maritime University. That way also I used to know IMO well. But in addition, when I was working as a technical superintendent of the state-owned shipping lines, I used to implement the IMO rules and regulations for the shipboard operations and maintenance. So with all this background, when I came to UK, I felt that it is an opportunity for me to contribute to the IMO matters. So I kept on doing that. Moin went on to explain his contributions to the IMO. He was elected as chair of the Technical Cooperation Committee and has chaired the working group on the implementation of the International Convention on Standards of Training, Certification and Watchkeeping for seafarers. He also chaired the Ship Recycling Working Group at the IMO. The Hong Kong Convention, as we all know, was recently entered into force and Bangladesh is one of the world's biggest recyclers. Right, so that's a, that's quite um, deep technical expertise, but the IMO has struggled to make some key decisions on decarbonisation and diplomacy is necessary as well as technical expertise. So how do you think in your role as Secretary General that you can help member countries reach consensus in these difficult debates that we're having? Uh, These are always uh, very common things at IMO. Uh, I have seen having worked nine years in the delegation and also uh, 11 years in the secretariat. Uh, this used to be part of my 
role in many occasion how to really help uh, the uh, debate how to facilitate the debate how to really um, keep the um, participants well informed about the uh, various um, uh, information so that uh, an inform uh, an informed decision could be taken now the first question was how to unify basically the unification has to come through the um, facilitation of the uh, particip participation of all uh, delegations with differing views or differing interest so for that reason um, my duty as a secretary general would be to make sure that my secretary is working diligently and making sure that the secretary is the source of all the information and the secretary can always um, uh, provide a very strong role when the discussion takes place to make sure that the member states are having all the um, documents and information and reference documents all are available. And also in addition to that, one of the key point of runnings to, uh, to facilitate the discussion for consensus building is to find a very efficient and uh, diligent chair. Okay, so let's talk about midterm measures for the decarbonisation. And I think it's fair to say that the decisions on carbon levies or carbon taxes, et cetera, have all been, the, kick, the can's been kicked down the road. So the new Secretary General is, is going to, at some point, have to deal with this. How, how, how would you do things differently so there can be a result in the decarbonisation debate, because the IMO has been criticised for its glacial pace of reform and the fact that the measures that have been passed haven't gone far enough and levels of ambition are, are too low. So how would you do things differently? Uh, well, uh, uh, you have mentioned about the criticism. Obviously, first of all, let me address the issue of criticism because I'm used to uh, seeing this as a part of the delegation and also as a part of the secretariat. Uh, to my mind, IMO is a UN organization. It is an intergovernmental organization, has its specific framework. So if IMO has to work within this framework, this could really sometimes cause, this, uh, cause the reason of delay. And this could sometimes uh, bring the secretary to be questionable. But again, we have to be very uh, fair on every side. So if we are to be fair on every side, obviously, Secretary General has tremendous control on the Secretariat. And the Secretary General, as a Secretary General, I will make sure that there is no um, lacking within the Secretariat uh, is um, causing any kind of problem. But with regard to the various um, decisions of the implementation of the uh, decarbonization as uh, developed within the IMO, uh, uh, bodies, in particular the IMO Marine Environment Protection Committee and also uh, the Council and other um, bodies like Assembly. The most important thing is that uh, these matters needed to be, um, first of all, conceived with the best possible approach so that uh, the, uh, the decision. Obviously, uh, as a Secretary General, uh, I will be responsible for implementing the decision that is taken by the committee. And for that, I will make sure that uh, these decisions, uh, once taken, are uh, gone by the, um, the target and also uh, 
uh, implemented as decided by the committee and the council. Moving on to the IMO budget. Now, it's a matter of record that the IMO doesn't publish its budget publicly or an annual report, which addresses um, transparency and accountability, which we'll discuss in a minute. But the IMO budget, which we don't know as a member of the public what it is, but is it enough? Would you increase it? And how would you manage the IMO secretariat within a budget that's ex- what it is now, or or if it's increased, what would you do with the secretariat? Uh, thank you, Michelle. Uh, a, a good, quite a good number of questions <laughs> within the budget uh, budget itself. Well, um, for the first question is: Is IMO budget enough? Well, uh, I must say that IMO budget is prepared based on the strategic plan of the organization. And accordingly, the budget is prepared with the planned outputs or planned activities. So that way, uh, IMO budget at the time of adoption or at the time of acceptance is usually uh, good enough. And there could not be any complaint because if there was a short shortage of uh, budget um, budgetary fund, then it would not have been approved. That is what is my understanding as I have seen all the years. But I believe the budget is enough, but what exactly happened that um, whether it needs to be increased, that brings a different picture. That is subject to the conditions. So increase could be needed if there is any uh, inflation that is beyond the um, uh, beyond the calculated level of budget. So that could be a reason for increasing the budget. And also, if there is any uh, items added beyond the planned outputs. So that could also be the uh, cause uh, for increasing the budget. But usually, uh, if I see a budget, whether I, in, I will increase it or not, my best of effort would be always not to increase it if possible. Okay. Now, just picking up on transparency and accountability, as a member of the media, I would say that how can you be accountable and transparent if you don't publish publicly your IMO budget figures? Um, Do you support wider access to those IMO numbers and and more intense scrutiny as well that comes along with that? Uh, Well, I have to be very careful in uh, saying this uh, because the 175 member states all have access to the budget. It is not only the council members. All the member states has access to the budget and when it is proposed and when it is approved. So now the council comprises 40 member states, but council, if any member state out of 175, if all 175 want to participate in the council, they are allowed to participate in the council. As an observer, they are allowed to speak. So uh, I have practically seen that there is no uh, lack of opportunities for member states. Then if all member states who are the contributors to the budget, who are the user of the budgets, and who are the, um, in fact, beneficiary of all the activities, and uh, with their participation, the um, budget and its operation is going on, then uh, what is the need for further initiative to go to the public? Well, public scrutiny is is always a, a good thing, no? Certainly, it is a good thing that public scrutiny is coming through the member states already. 
Okay. So what are your views on opening up the IMO to the public via online televising of various meetings such as other United Nations bodies and um, um, loosening some of the media reporting rules? That's that's already happened to some extent, but the the reporting rules for the IMO uh, are more restrictive than other United Nations bodies. Where do you stand on that? Well, first of all, I would have to say that the subject matter of uh, online meetings or opening up to IMO public, IMO to public uh, via online televising, increasing media reporting, all these things has been discussed in many occasions at IMO. Can you outline to me your action plan, for want of a word, and vision for the IMO for the next four years, should you be successful? Where do you want to take the IMO? What do you see for it? Well, uh, my aim is to uh, deem IMO future-proof, to prepare the IMO for the future, and the future is digital, green, cyclical, and this is not only a UN policy that is reflected in the Sustainable Development Goal, but the emerging new economy that is also inclusive, diverse, and colorful. My priorities are to address, among others, the um, environmental issues, uh, that is the emission of greenhouse gas, gas with particular attention to the decarbonization as the high-level priority. Uh, which is which has impact uh, on all people in all countries, and then I also wish to concentrate on digitalization, uh, the promotion of or enhanced digitalization as the need of the current times and future. That is widespread. Um, the digitalization is a widespread item and are to be addressed together with the cybersecurity. But again. Digitalization has to come for the embracing new technology as well. So therefore, uh, the digitalization is another important aspect that I'm going to uh, address. Then uh, the one of the current uh, issue is the automation uh, in the maritime sector, and that has gone up to even maritime autonomous surface ships. That brings us to the end of our special podcast series interviewing the seven candidates for the position of Secretary-General at the IMO. Lloyd's List will be at Albert Embankment next Tuesday, July 18, when the voting for this position takes place. We'll be looking for the maritime equivalent of white smoke to emerge from the IMO headquarters or any sign to indicate who has been chosen. Our subscribers at Lloyd's List will be first to know what the election of a new Secretary-General means for the business of shipping. In the meantime, thank you for listening.